This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3721, from Monday, the 7th of November, 2022. Today's show is entitled, HPR Community News for October 2022. It is part of the series HPR Community News. It is hosted by HPR volunteers Dave, Ken, and Rowan, and is about 54 minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is, HPR volunteers talk about shows released and comments posted in October 2022. Hello everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. Today it is Community News and joining me as ever is... Hello, it's Dave Morris from Edinburgh. And from the other side of the pond... Hi, it's Rowan from Baltimore. What state is Baltimore in, Ron? Uh, it's in Maryland. We're like 60 miles north of Washington, D.C. Super. I should know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if you'd asked me, I couldn't have told you. Though I was looking at where the little stores were in your area, uh, Ron, but <laughs> so I know a little <laughs> bit more. Anyway, HPR Hacker Public Radio is a community podcast where all the shows are submitted by listeners like you. And right now we have a call for shows open, so it would be an ideal time to sneak those shows in and help out the project here. And this show itself is released on the first Monday of the month, and we go over everything that has occurred in the last month and... This is where Dave normally introduces the new hosts. Yes, yes, and oh wow, we've got three three new hosts. Welcome all all new hosts. We have Paul J, and Very we good. have Mode Seven, spelt in a in elite form. So yeah, I like it. Threw me threw me slightly <laughs> because of my ancient uh, brain. And we have cchits.net team. So uh, what we'll do, if that's okay with you guys, is we'll nip through all the shows that were uh, released last month, this being October. So last month was started with the HPR Community News for September 2022. And there were no comments, which is good. means we said nothing controversial or annoying. (laughs) (laughs) We were just talking beforehand about... uh, possibly moving this time we currently link it to um utc which is great for computers but not so good for humans because uh three o'clock appointments tend to occur at three o'clock and not two o'clock and four o'clock so we might uh have a discussion about switching it to a more a better time and if you have um times that would be better then feel free to suggest them in the show notes. We do record it on the Saturday prior to the Monday. So, misinformation, disinformation, fake news. You are a product and target for it all. This was from Lurking Prion, and it has one comment from some guy on the internet. Roland, would you like to take that one? Sure. Uh, so, some guy on the internet comments. Bravo, bravo. And the next slide. Sorry, I'm I'm showing my uh, newbie skills at this. I forgot to actually click to the comments. Bravo, bravo. As the subject, this was a great show. I love the difference in opinions, and the topics are brilliant. Please provide more. Excellent. And look who's just popped in. 
Hello, Archer7201. I think Archer72 likes to be observer rather than... Uh, okay. Okay, we'll I shouldn't that. speak for him in, in that respect. But, hello, but, uh, hello, he says. You're welcome, you're welcome if you, if you want to join. So the following day we had Spectrogram from Tattoo, which was a way to edit audio in Audacity, specifically clicks and stuff. And I had never considered this even possible. Brilliant. Yeah, I I have seen the spectrogram. Thought, oh yeah, that's nice. But I'd never considered using it to, for anything. I haven't actually tried yet, but I, I will be doing so very soon. I think. Yeah, I think I've only ever seen that like using it when you're like watching like watching a video, like when they do the the visualizations, but I've never thought about it. And it's like, oh yeah, I guess you could like actually use it for editing. Can you delete the certain parts out or certain frequencies and leave the other ones? I don't know. Was that clear in the podcast? I didn't come away understanding how to do that. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't I, know whose fault that was. Probably mine, but uh, but uh, if there was a fault at all. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really know. But to, to know that there are clicks and, and nasties that you maybe have missed in scanning through otherwise it would would be a, an advantage anyway. For me, it, I think it seemed more like a way to mark like where in the timeline you needed to look for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of what I got from it, but I I could be missing something too. Okay, and one guy in the uh, some guy in the internet had comments. Dave, would you like to take yep. this one? Yep. He says, "I gave it a go. I had no idea this was in Audacity. I was very excited to know there may be a way to remove the hum of my HVAC, but this still isn't possible." This was a nice short rabbit hole to to wander around in for a day or two. I learned more about audio frequencies and how to interact with them in Audacity. Great show. Uh, that's strange because you can remove the hum from HVAC. So yeah, record my, my uh, son. Yeah, yeah, my son did a did a degree which involved that sort of sound editing, and uh, he did show me that you can put various filters in that will take out sixty hertz and stuff like that. So sorry. yeah, but also um, if you just record like a minute of silence beforehand mm-hmm. and then go into uh, tools uh, or effects and uh, noise reduction or something like that. Can't yep. remember if I don't have it open. And it says get noise profile and then you highlight the area that you're not talking in. And then you select the whole lot. And if it finds that anywhere else, it'll remove it off. So that is possible. Use that mm-hmm. all the time. That's what I do with, with all of mine, actually. Okay. Uh, following day, episode 3699, old and new video game board games with guest Ben RC. This was a podcast by Celeste, and it was an interview basically on favorite games, Linux games, retro games, and board games. It's very good. It was more of a sort of... Uh, um guest host sort of uh, thing I think yeah. uh, that was how I read it anyway but I love these chat type shows and uh, this this was great I found it very interesting to listen to and I enjoyed the dynamic between, between the hosts that's always the, the fun aspect in, in my mind yep very true uh, the following day episode 3700 uh, only 300 more left actually no this is episode 4000 then in total 
4,000 episodes with the twat episodes. 300 of them. So, introduction to Batch Files. More on DOS. This time it's Batch Files. And that is where I started my scripting experience on DOS. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I do like Ahuka's way of doing these things. It's a really nicely put together show, I think. It's definitely a walk down memory lane. I always imagine there's some poor sucker out there just uh, waiting for the next show to fix some ancient computer program <laughs> thing that's running in DOS and a virtual <laughs> machine and a virtual machine in the cloud somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I better get on to the Vax uh, VMS uh, series then for those guys. Yep. Following day, we had an introduction by Paul J. Um, and wow. He has had a very wide and varied life. A programmer from the hardware up, full stack programmer from uh, the silicon up. So I expect loads of shows. And uh, this one was on Riser FS and why you would use it and perhaps why you would no longer use it. Yeah, I, I actually did use it for, for a while um, when I was at work. Uh, because everybody was saying how, how wonderful it, it was. And, yeah, I didn't have any problems with it, but then I stopped working there. So so I didn't bring it home um, and use it at home. But, uh, yeah, it did everything I wanted to do, actually. So there are a few comments. I'll do the first, and, Rowan, you can do the next one. Uh, why not? Why not? Uh, see what he did there. Very interesting. Thanks, Paul. Really enjoyed the show. And comment two from Kevin O'Brien. Great show. Thank you for sharing this. Good information. Beezer comes in with a comment saying, perfect first show. This first show is everything an HBR episode should be. Told us about a file system many will not have heard of, but not only that, undoubtedly inspired many of us to look deeper into the subject matter, thanks to your excellent delivery. Then Wendigo said, excellent first episode. Thanks for your introduction to the episode and for discussing RiserFS. I used it as a primary file system ages ago and enjoyed hearing about it again. And from Brian in Ohio, great show. I enjoyed this show very much. Looking forward to the series of shows you alluded to in the episode. I wonder if you might tell us about your programming language sometime. Might it have been a lisp or even better, a fourth? Keep them coming. <laughs> cool. Uh-huh. And David and Mr. X got together to talk about an Easter egg. Badoomch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I spent I'm... so much time discussing with them about uh, the legality of putting that thing at the end. But then it was, I realized you were writing that music yourself on the Scion. Which uh, effectively, yeah, yeah, yeah. So effectively, you own the copyright. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. You're using the <laughs> sign as a uh, as a tool, and the piece itself is way out of copyright. So, yeah, and it wasn't even a, an audio file. I think Mr. X actually recorded it off his his sign yeah. <laughs> audacity or something. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So we had a comment. From King Heasy, Jerusalem, he says, The closing song gave me a start. It's a tune setting in our church's Psalter hymnal. What a great tune. There you go. Yes. It's, a, it's a popular tune in the UK because it's 
there's a thing called the, the promenade concerts that are run in London. And the last night of the proms, as they call it, they usually play, that's one of the, the tunes that the, the orchestra plays. And it's sort of a, um, I don't know, it's not, it's, it's a theme. It's a, it's a national theme or a national song or something like that. I don't know whether that's official or not. No, I heard anyway. it's the unofficial anthem of the, that's of England. Yes. The yes, country of England. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Scotland doesn't come into it. Uh, did I just crash mumble, or am I still here? You're here. You're here. Excellent. Next day we had, speaking of crashing, uh, the McCurdy house tour by Operator brings us on a house tour. And actually, that Rome, did a lot of the bits and pieces in this make sense to you? Because he's referring to items that I have no clue what they are. <laughs> yes, generally speaking, I, I always like his uh, shows. They always uh, inspire me to do more uh, taking care of things around the house and repairing things. Uh, it sometimes uh, is easy to uh, slide into that, oh, we can just, you know, get a new one. But but yeah, no, it, yeah. It, it sort of tracks for a, a American family home. Yeah, but uh, a lot of the stuff... Um... I, as he's talking about it, they, you know, there's an assumption that I know what he's talking about. I don't know. The Hershey bar is uh, a classic example. We don't have them over here, so what the hell is Hershey bar? But I've right, seen enough right. memes now to know the difference. But great, great stuff. It, there was nearly another two-thirds of that episode, but the recorder failed, so <laughs> he truncated it down. He'll have to re-record the other two. Oh, that's oh wow. So this is the follow-up by Archer72, and we can say whatever we like, because I probably can't get his mic working. And this is a, the spreadsheet template for doing your budgets and how to um, do the settings and stuff in LibreOffice. Quite useful. It's amazing what you can do in LibreOffice, but it's amazing how difficult it is to find, you know, proper guides to to, to what what's possible. Um, there, there is a there is a LibreOffice site where you can look for hints and tips and methodologies and stuff, which I've used yeah. in the past. But but uh, they you know necessarily give you everything you want. But um, it's out there. There's also um, uh, Stack thingy. There's various sites stack overflow. stack overflow that will uh, that will give you some input, I think. But and anyway. I think in this case, this is something that I wouldn't have thought to even look for in a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do like trying to use LibreOffice, but it's definitely not as many tutorials out there on where things are uh, when you're trying to find where they've tucked some something you know that's going to be there like in the pivot table i was trying to get subtotals the other day to show up and i was like where <laughs> and you sort of had to you know i finally found some reference to it but it was like not obvious at all like how you would how you turn sub sub subtitles on or not subtitles subtotals on in a pivot table you should yeah. openoffice.org has tutorials that apply to LibreOffice, says archer 72 and don't forget uh, Hooker's classic series on LibreOffice, which he has got the full blog post uh, up. I think he, I was bugging him to do a book about that, a printable PDF or something uh, on LibreOffice as well, on that entire series. 
would be very useful. Indeed. The year of the free BSD desktop. I talk about configuring FreeBSD as a desktop OS and give tips for those coming from Linux by Bin RC. Who else? So we have a few comments. The first one is by DNT. Time running out on 2022. Thanks for outlining the installation of FreeBSD. I tried it out this weekend and I'm kind of surprised. A lot of stuff is available via PKG. Wi-Fi and touchpad don't work out of the gate, but I don't care. My only criticism is that the GUI setup program like Slackware is really not worth it. Setting up Arch Linux is just as easy, but because you apply your decisions a setup in mostly the same way you do any other day, you just learn more about your system. I'm glad to have installed it so I can piddle about around with it. Piddle around with it. Is that a because piddle yep. means something completely different to me. <laughs> it's it's an archaic. It's like well, in my mind, slightly archaic expression, but but that's based on a on an English perspective. It was a term my my father would say. What are you piddling around with now? So <laughs> comment. Uh huh. It means just to mess around with stuff to 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 do in a in a sort of semi time wasting way, I guess. Yep, that's pretty much the uh, the framework I I know it in. So, let's see. Uh, comment two from Kevin O'Brien. Yeah. Great, great show. Very good job here, giving detailed information on using this operating system. Cool. Binasi comes in with some additional links uh, in a comment, and he says he found some helpful things, some Linux to FreeBSD uh, free start, uh, quick start, sorry, um, a, uh, as, a, as a link. I'm not going to tell you the links but they're there in the comment and some more information about supported hardware so looks uh, looks good maybe we should stitch that into the show itself um, yeah so that it gets transferred across to the uh, internet archive version very good very good that would be a good idea and the future of technology a philosophical look at the future of technology uh, by lurking prior and i reply Wrong, wrong, wrong. Microsoft is into open source because overnight their server business dissipated when dockerization came along and destroyed their server market. They had no choice but to get on the bandwagon like they did with BSD TCP IP stack back in the day. Their strategy was, is, and forever will be embrace, extend, and extinguish. Do not mistake Windows subsystem for Linux has been our friends. They are running Linux binary executables native on Windows and not the other way around. This is one piece of software designed to counteract corporate Linux asking for Linux laptops. Selling an operating system is very, very profitable and is required for growth. It locks you into the desktop, it locks you into Office, and it locks you into Teams. Um, just by the way, what I'm commenting there about is that the uh, this argument that everything's going to be in the cloud and the, the operating system doesn't matter, and then that's been pushed, that the operating system doesn't matter, whereas that's 
that's kind of what I'm I'm saying. Remember at the at the beginning of COVID, all the all the video conferencing memes were about being on Zoom calls, whereas now at the end of COVID, the majority of businesses are using Teams for their work. Anyway, I continue on just to prove that. This is not a, a dying business. Uh, I link to an article, How Microsoft Makes Its Buildings, and I quote directly, According to Microsoft data, Windows revenue increase, increased 1.9 billion, or an increase of 9%, driven by growth in the Windows commercial and Windows OEM. So let that sink in. 2 billion increase in Windows licenses. Windows commercial products and planned services increased by 18%, driven by increased demand for Microsoft 365. Windows OEM revenue increased 9% ahead of PC market growth. So, DNT says? Oh, sorry. <laughs> and the views you can follow on are not necessarily the views of Hacker Public Radio. Do no blah, 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 blah. And DNT says capitalism or technology? Interesting talk. Thanks for this. After listening, I was thinking that maybe adding a third co-host whose views contrast more with your own could make your shows even more thought-provoking. As for this episode, I have so many thoughts, it wouldn't be right to expect Ken to read them in the Community News Show. But I think I can summarize them in one question. Is it possible to talk about the future, a future of technology that has nothing to do with capitalism? I like the sound of that. Windigo says, relatable. The quote, you need to be quiet now, I don't like your future, is one I can relate to. I often feel the same way when I see trends in development, technology, etc., heading away from the parts that I enjoy and find interesting. The HPR episodes on Gopher, Forth, and other older technologies do make me hopeful that we'll always have our niche, though. Yeah, and I think uh, I've seen things, what goes around comes around. We're basically back, Dave, to a dumb terminal um, mainframe situation really you know you can call it a smartphone but it's essentially a dumb terminal and your mainframe is your google's and cloud uh, and your google and apple clouds mm-hmm. you know that's yep. that's basically you log into your mainframe you don't need you, nobody cares what terminal you're on but i personally think it's very important because what's coming around the next hill will be a return to individual computing I return to PC on the desktop, uh, you know, uh, everybody having their own PC on the desktop, everybody processing locally, simply because somebody will come up with a good way of rebranding it and all the problems that we had with blah will be fixed. And we won't like that future either, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I find myself disliking the future as much as the comment be quiet and no, I don't like your future <laughs> but uh, let me let me just be clear here that I loved this episode uh, Luck and Prime and um, sorry what's his what's his friend's name um, Brad, uh, Brady I do love these discussions and if it was anybody else I wouldn't have put the comment in because I know these guys can handle it so. Yeah, yeah, I've given them a lot, so much praise down through the years, or down through the episodes. That, that uh, yeah, yeah. If we all didn't I, agree, where would I, we be? I very much echo that comment. That uh, uh, these these shows are really good. I look forward to to hearing more of these. They're, they're just the sort of things I want to hear. Okay, we'll move on. 
recovering a massive 3.5 horsepower electric motor from a thread mill. Revival of future robot parts is from Mechatronic. Mechatroniac. Sorry for butchering your handle every time. This this stuff, in a way, it's good that uh, the days of landfills at the side of the road are not uh, <laughs> are gone. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but on the other I, hand, you, you do miss an opportunity to bring out harder. I I tried to sneak out a few uh, uh, bits and pieces from the harder bin in our local recycling center, and the guy took them from me and smashed them in front of my face. So, yeah. Okay. There's, um, I think I might have mentioned there's a channel I watch on YouTube, a German guy who, um, sort of Bavarian area, and they're the, the, um, the scrapyards around there are full of amazing stuff. And he, he, he does shows where he goes and collects a sort of van load of, of stuff and takes them back and repairs them and builds them into interesting things. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I expect uh, that to be on your uh, on your next YouTube channel summary <laughs> thing. I think it might already have been. Uh, I'll, I'll maybe, uh, I'll, I'll check and see anyway. Uh, one of Spoons says, Gravity Generators. If the DC motor has permanent magnets like most battery-powered drill drivers, then you can just turn the wheel and get electricity from the input terminals. The advantage of such high-power unit horsepower is that you don't even need years to take advantage of the concentrated sources of energy like your own body weight or sacks of grit. As you probably noticed by now, when you're in barn territory, then your mental scope finds wider focus. You can make good batteries and capacitors on the bucket or barrel scale, which are far less toxic than lead or lithium. Right, that's a show right there, that line. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. (laughs) And it looks like Mechatronic replies, electricity, hadn't thought of that. But then you have to haul the weight back up unless you can take advantage of tides. But then you have underwater problems. <laughs> taking, taking advantage of a local stream to turn the wheel would probably work. Ultimately, I'd like to build an electric buggy slash robot or something like that out of it. My brother has a mill race at the back of his house. And why he doesn't have a some sort of power generation from it, I don't know. Wow. Well... It's another channel that I'm sure I've mentioned before, a guy who moved from London to um, South Wales and bought land up on Upper Hill, and he then built himself a you know, a, a, a turbine to run off the, the stream, and now he's got a business making these for other people around the area in Wales and stuff. He is really interesting to, to hear his, uh, his outlook on, uh, on, on making stuff. But um, yeah, so yeah, you will no doubt reference the show in which you discussed that. <laughs> it sounds like another YouTube show is coming up. <laughs> yeah, some guy on the internet says, "Cool beans." I love projects like this, taking something old or discarded and making use of it. How did you learn to repair circuits, small motors, and other electronics? Was this a hobby expanded into life, or do you have training? Insomnia is a hobby. Good Lord, Trumpet John, I do not, I do not envy you, sir. But um, this is a show about how John basically deals with insomnia. 
Uh, and uh, DMT says, Sleep With Me, the hilarious podcast rep- rep- recommendation. That guy truly has talent, as you said. And here in HBR, we've had to change the outro music because people like to fall asleep to our dulcet tones. <laughs> I did really enjoy this episode. I thought, you know, it was a, a unique way to take, adv- you know, take advantage of a, a, you know, a a poor situation, poor sleep yeah. situation at least. And I, I have been known to use uh, some podcasts. I won't name which ones to uh, get back to sleep to if I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't turn my brain off uh-huh. <laughs> I, I once had the great compliment from somebody i won't mention he said oh yeah i listen to your your podcast i go to sleep at night <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they send me to sleep <laughs> so i thought oh, oh very good this public service i'm doing here the following day we had relationships to games and console generations which is some ramblings by um Mode 7. And I, uh, just like you, Dave, I couldn't figure that out until the text-to-speech said, read it out for me. Like, ah! <laughs> Mode 7. Yeah, struggle with these. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, some ramblings about the next-generation consoles used to mean to games, gamers, and game developers. I'm not particularly into games at all, but I do accept what he was saying in this episode. It's, it's quite interesting the the buzz the spark of a new platform mm-hmm. i thought it's a great show good good first show and i i uh, just i'm just impressed that people can speak more or less off the cuff i would guess because he was driving he said as he was doing this um and uh, and, and put together a, a well reasoned well sort of planned um show like this so very good Super. More of that type of thing, we say. Changing plans again. This was Ahuka's and his Mrs. Ahuka's travel plans around the US. And DNT says, traveling, great stuff. I should remember to keep a diary next time I go somewhere. Thank you for laying this stuff out. A valuable reference to have. And Kevin O'Brien says, you're most welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. My first travel diary is from January 1979, when my now wife and I went to San Francisco, and there we got engaged. So I've been doing it for some time. Now I'm in the process of scanning in old diaries, OCRing them, and getting them into shape. Nice. The OCRing is uh, a good idea. A little bit of a nice like show. a uh, number of shows, yes. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm doing uh, my inevitable scan and go episodes. Or I think I have might have one more in my archiving series to do. Um, yeah, and uh, OCR will be a good one because you can do it after the fact. Mm-hmm. Very good. I, uh, I've written diaries so when I've been traveling. It had never occurred to me that to do anything with them other than leave them in a, in a box in the attic or something. But uh, I might I think the earliest one was 1988 or something, going to the Far East. Um, and Malaysia and Thailand and stuff like that. But I probably wrote crap like, oh, I fell asleep on the coach again, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> it was, so I don't know. It's maybe worth digging out, see if there's anything in it. Because <laughs> it may just be the ramblings of somebody who can't write diaries. Very good. Uh, Zen Floater 2 gives us a review of cars. And I did not know where this was going. 
But it is interesting. It's it, I find it's interesting that basically the premise of the show is that there are no cars. Everything's like uh, trucks and 4x4s and big honking vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, that that was that was something I hadn't hadn't appreciated. I had assumed that if I'd gone and looked at these websites, there there would be a multitude of cars. But uh, no, I, I followed up and, and looked, and no, it's all it's all trucks and SUVs and and electric cars, which he, he discounted as being something to to talk about. Um, uh-huh. Fair enough. I think that ties back into uh, capitalism and technology. <laughs> Which is sort of, you know, where things get pushed. Well, <laughs> uh, it comes down to a tax decision, wasn't it? That their vehicles under a certain, under one ton were going to get taxed more, or th- there was some weird thing like that. So then, there, uh, there is. I don't remember exactly which, but I know also that um, bec- certain f- frame types. Um, because they can be used on a farm so like your trucks they then get a dis you know they're not charged as much because the idea is you don't want to hurt the farmers but of course <laughs> the 90 percent of the vehicles are built yeah. and are not ever seeing a farm <laughs> yeah and then you, you don't want to be the one in the mini cooper like down on the ground when everybody else got the big trucks and going to run over you you want some fighting chances surviving the crash so, yeah, there is that too. You never know what way things are going to go. Although I have to say, Mini Coopers are very popular, at least in my area. <laughs> um, the last CC hit show ever. This is hang a on, show. Hang on. I think, I think well, there was a comment. There's a, well, there's a comment, and I think it's my turn. Yeah, um, go for it. The comment from <clears throat> excuse me, some guy on the internet says, "Big human equals big vehicle." Americans are too big to fit in cars, lol. So we'll need eighteen wheels to cart us around in the next ten years. You may very well say that, but I could possibly <laughs> comment. No, absolutely, absolutely. Look, uh, it's a, it's a good, it makes me laugh though. Now, the last show of the ever CC hits show ever. I'm so disappointed. With that, with the CC hits ending, really, I was very sad. Anyway, um, I forgot to mention during that show that it was intended to go out on HBR the whole time it was intended to be a dual, uh, dual recording going out on both. So, but just to be on the safe side, I asked the community. And some guy on the internet says, I've never heard this site until now. Sad to hear the project is ending, but I'm happy to know it existed. I love the themes played at the beginning and end of the show. How do I find that track? I searched the internet archive for more hits. Are there any other sites like this? I now have a hunger for CC music. And the love bug says, CC hits theme tune. Uh... S-G-O-T, Scotty, or some guy on the internet. The theme is GMZ by Scott Altham, and it gives the URL to uh, the music. It's a shame about CC Hits Demise, as it is such a good project to be involved in. As far as other CC music sites are concerned, there's Gemendo and the Free Music Archive, but they both have their own quirks and foibles. Shows that select and feature CC music 
like the Bugcast Disclosure, my own show, filter out a lot of the chaff and probably insert some too. Cheers, Dave. Excellent. Uh, an excellent show with Bugcast, who's been supplying most of the CC Hits songs for the last while. But yeah, my plan was to listen to Go the Bugcast and then delete skip over the songs knowing that they would come out in CC hits later and that I could play them one by one. <laughs> Very good. I didn't realize the relationship between the podcast and CC hits. So that was interesting to, to hear. I certainly used to listen to CC hits, but sort of got, got less interested in CC music after a while. I think probably getting my hearing not being so brilliant as uh, has been the cause, but um, yeah, but it was it was a great it was a great idea, brilliant idea, and it was quite a delightful thing to to exist. So yeah, sad it's gone too. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Following day, bash snippets, short circuit evaluation in a bash bullying expressions. Dave, I had to get some coffee when I was doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> well, mostly because I'm, I've been doing this for ages, and I don't know why it's new to you, really. <laughs> it's not new in the sense of um, it's a new concept, but I didn't realize that Bash would, would behave. I've always thought of it as a bit of a toy system um, because I'd come from other other um, command... No, actually, that's not fair, because uh, some of the earlier command um, batch thingies that I've used in the past were quite sophisticated, but Bash has actually improved a lot on it. But it's still got a feeling of being slightly thrown together in places, I find. So I was a bit surprised that it would do that. And it doesn't say so in a, in a, a way that makes sense to me. But, um, yeah, so anyway, I just wondered if anybody else didn't know and would, would appreciate being told. Yeah, no, no, it was good. Uh, it's just the the sudo apt-get and, and sudo apt-upgrade mm-hmm. is my introduction to it. And then I realized, well, you could do it the same way with the two pipes. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, but the thing, I think the blank spot in, in my thinking was that that's the same as a, uh, a Boolean expression that you would use in an if, um, you know. So, and that's where your um, your your different uh, your short circuiting is, is happening. That was that was the revelation for me actually. But I didn't. I just pointed out that they were similar in case anybody else had a had a similar blank spot. No, good good to have it in the series. And we have one guy on the inter- some guy on the internet, Scotty. It, uh, that is a brilliant handle, no matter what way you use it. Scotty, great show. I didn't know Bash had special names for its expressions, like short circuit evaluation. I really need to work on my shorthand expressions, for example, pipe and 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 cleaner scripts. The examples in the show notes are very val- valuable. Thank you for providing them. Now I can brick my computer in style. <laughs> Yes, yes, I like the I like that comment. And some guy on the internet had his own show, Threat Analysis: Your Attack Surface, 
with uh, some Hacker News stuff. So this is a bit like talking to me news back in the day. Good roundup. Uh, do you want to do Claudio M's one there, Rome? Sure. Claudio M says, great episode. Really enjoyed this news roundup. Looking for more, Scotty. And uh, Zenfloat2 says, oh no, <laughs> as a title, and oh, oh no, as a, as a body of his comment, which is alluding to some of the remarks in the show, in case you, you weren't uh, quite aware of it, as I wasn't when I first read that comment. DNT, this just in. Amazing. <laughs> Kevin O'Brien, wonderful. I think you could fill the hole left when Deep Keep dropped out. Please keep doing this. And I said, beautifully done. Love this. Your assistant did a fine job. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And some guy on the internet had the next issue as well. Uh, Quantum computing, encryption, password manager, password generation. And Google and Amazon are listening. And BZ says, tinfoil hat engaged. Thanks for the show. And one of Spoon says, proton mail shop, shopping for law enforcement. The case of the French activists was a useful wake-up call for many. They were arrested as a result of information relating to e- email account creation and identification of the device used. Essentially, Swiss courts will force Proton to provide all available information if a crime has been established. Remember, new legislation is created daily and comes into effect straight away. In this case, the activist was campaigning about gentrification. Proton have since provided other documentation clarifying ways to avoid them having any useful information to give. However, you won't usually notice that stuff on the front page of advertising for many service providers. At least nobody disappeared in this case. Thanks for the stimulation, Scotty. And I enjoyed the show very much, so I wrote a comment, and I said, very interesting discussion. Some great and important topics. Excellent show. Uh, They spoke about Fairphone, and I actually have a Fairphone 3 Plus, but I haven't replaced standard Android yet, because I'm concerned they'll brick the phone, being a bit inept with phones. It's an okay phone, but I hate Android in its unmodified state. Um, I get daily calls. That was another thing that was mentioned from... I get daily calls from unknown numbers. I look them up on a site called whocalled.co.uk. I mostly find they are spam calls. Then I block them. My network provider, which is GifGaf, seems to be flagging spam calls using a database like this, which is very useful. So I, I assume many people get this sort of stuff nowadays, that you get an incoming call you've never seen before, and, and it's marked... Um, that it's that it's uh, classified as spam. I used to be heavily into email encryption. I even got into I got my PGP key signed in 2014 at Fosdem uh, at Belgium. I'm using it a lot less now, though the latest Thunderbird has apparently good support for PGP. It's a shame this didn't become a more generally accepted method of making email secure. Yeah, a bit too difficult, but. Uh, Deep Geek says, phone tiling window manager. Great show. I've been hanging around you guys and became a weirdo. Classic. Lol. That was a quote from the show. I'd make a good t-shirt, actually. Been hanging around HPR and became a weirdo. (laughs) Wanted to let you know (coughs) that a YouTube personality named Robert Braxman sells degoogled phones. He regresses Android phones 
to run only Android open source project. A fingerprint can follow you around as you switch phones in combination of three cell towers your phone sends the most time in. Tiling render then tiling render managers these there is a program called Win Wrangler runs in the background and adds the three most popular tiling window uh, arrangements to any uh, window manager or desktop environment. It talks to the window manager through the WWMH specification to add features to any window manager. I like Flukbox, and if you ever try it and want, I have a configuration files that adds sudo tiling to it. Great show. Thanks. Deep Geek. Love to hear another show from Deep Geek. So, the next show is the last show for the month, how I got into tech, my journey into technology by lurking prion. And there is yet no comments on that show. Interesting really? journey. Go on, Rowan, you go. Uh, I was basically going to say the same thing. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it's really interesting. Uh, his path winding through, uh, especially through the uh, navels. Um, uh, oh, now it's going to go out of my head. Um, atomic power, you know, <laughs> stuff and everything is just pretty crazy, it seems. Yeah, fascinating journey through through military routes to to uh, to get to where he is today. That's uh, I wonder how common that is. I don't know people that do do that sort of thing, so it's interesting to hear about. Right, so that's the shows. Then we have the other comments that we missed, or the other comments to other shows, um, and one on your show actually, Ron which was fixing an automatic cutoff mechanism to an electric motor. Uh, some guy sure. in that says, thank you. This is a very satisfying show. I was worried for a bit when you made the first cut and the more didn't work. But when you returned with an update, I was excited. Are these electric motors mowers worth purchasing over gas mowers? I see everything electrical as proprietary design unless it demonstrates otherwise. I just don't want to buy a mower that comes with a monthly service fee from John Deere. Thanks for the show. Oh, nice. I didn't even see that. I don't, how, did we get notifications or do we just have to look back at shows? Cause I always There's seem to miss. There's speed. Ah, I guess I, yeah. I need to start, uh, up, <laughs> um, What's it called? Subscribing to that feed. Yep. <laughs> I have that feed in my Thunderbird because you can watch RSS feed. So so uh, I see all the, the comments coming in, most of which I post, of course. But uh, So I see them that way as well. But, but yeah, uh, if you have an RSS reader that's easily run, then that's a good thing. Thunderbird even supports it. So I, I look at them there. Yeah, I'll have to add it to my Thunderbird. That's cool. Thank you. Uh, so for HPR show 3694, um, Robo Tripping Rave Lords of the Apocalypse by Mechatronic, some guy on the internet says, please continue. I love HPR for its diversity. This type of show sounds like it was a lot of work, but it it's fantastic. If you were to do a future show of this type or continue the story, 
Uh, lower the music a bit. It was difficult to hear in some places. I also would love some more backstory on why the x86, certain die size, chips were destroyed. I know you said a neutron star caused it, and I'm not looking for something super scientific. I just like more story. Thanks again for the show. So I commented on Binazi's show, 3695, how I watched YouTube with Newsboat. And I said, hi, great show, but I have questions. This was most interesting. I tried out Newsboat after installing it with MPV and YTDLP. I tried your configuration file as a starting point, but I got an error. I found Newsboat didn't like the line bind key, capital U, bash, shh. BA show URLs. Um, I use show URLs, which I found in the documentation, so it's probably just a, a typo. Also, what's link handler? If you mentioned it in the audio, I missed it. Thanks for the show. I suspect I will be using Newsboat from now on. So, yeah. Um, he actually did answer some of these to me directly, so um, I should maybe ask him to to, in case anybody else has stumbled, they should, something added to, as a comment to, to mine what might be a good idea. But anyway, whatever. Okay. And Nate has a response to uh, the same show. Uh, use of individuals instance to get their channel ID. Thanks for the newsboat reference. So, I think... That's it. We have mailing list discussions. And it was about the last CC Hits show, which we were talking about, and the OLF conference call for participation. We have the call for shows open. And also, I was surprised, it was a previous, in the previous month, about uh, people wanting to help out on uh, FOSTEM. So I'm going to request a day for FOSTEM and if people want to help out on the day behind the boot, representing HPR or your own podcast, feel so long as creative comes, feel free to help me out. Would be good to have another name or two to, even if you don't want to be there the whole day, but if you can... uh, Grab us a sandwich or stand in while we go get, uh, you know, a rest, go to the restroom or grab a coffee or something. So that would be awesome. Just to have a few people who could help out for an hour or two, or if you could help out for one day, that would be excellent, Smithers. Okay, Dave, tell me what you've been up to. Well, one of the things was to keep on doing the same thing, <laughs> which is to upload stuff to the internet archive or re-upload shows which hadn't been fully uploaded before because we didn't do it that way when they got uploaded so um we're now well come the end of um october we had reached uh 1035 shows done and 523 left to do and since the start of november i've been carrying on with that uh, that process of course so I, I forget what the what the number is now but uh, it's it's a few more so we'll i reckon the rate i'm going if i can keep it up over christmas new year and stuff should be should be done in early february mm, very good excellent uh what else have we got on the agenda anything else ron um, other than I, I 
at some point I'd like to do a little more of a push on uh, moving the site generator uh, into a state that it's, you know, we could actually move it to the main site. I know there's, I, I created some, uh, a, a, what do they call it? A project on the, the repo and started putting some task in there. I mean, I know it sounds like you're about 15 interrupts deep, Ken. So, uh, I understand this is not going to be fast. I did sort of put a target date of New Year's of this year just to sort of put something on there, but that was without, you know, that was just a general if life is good for everybody kind of date. Um, but I don't, I guess I just need to have a little better understanding of like what needs to be done to make it, you know, possible. Cause I don't, you know, I think we, it's at a state where if we work out a few things, then, you know, we can get it working and then we just fill in whatever's missing later. But like I said, I just think maybe offline or at some t- a better time for you, you know, we could even maybe even just record an episode just discussing plans or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the date switching it over before December is a bad idea, given we're doing the New Year show. So 1st of January would be a better uh, better deadline, I guess. Sure. Uh, yeah, but let's do that. Uh, having, I need to have a think about it, actually, and uh, I need to have a read of it. I need to get more sleep first. <laughs> that is important. So, that's it, folks. Anything else, Dave? Uh, no, 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 nothing. Uh, nothing really of any, any merit or <laughs> interest. <clears throat> so, I'm just looking at the uh, queue, and we're not... Yeah, we have lots. One, two, three, four weeks free until the end of the year. Two, three, four, five, six, uh, with no sh- with no slots filled at all. So yes, feel free to send in shows, people. And I see the same names coming up again and again and again, and that's that's been a, a thing with HBR that it relies on the same people over time. But you really. Um, if you can send in four shows a year, not one show a year is great. Anybody who sends in one show a year, you're off the hook. But if you're if you could do f- four shows a year and just send them in, that would really help us out. Um, and you can record them at the same time. So, like you know, record them one recording session per year. Your part one, part two, part three, or part four, and then you can upload them throughout the year so you don't even have to think about it for the next year so peeps if you've got shows can you throw them in that would be absolutely excellent and with that i will recommend that you tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of dave hacker public to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.